On this episode of the Stance Podcast, we're joined by professional stuntwoman Jamita Samara. Erica, can you tell us a little bit more about Jamita? Yeah, so Jamita is a stuntwoman, and she's a model, actress, journalist, and much more. And she came in to tell us about her interesting life and to recant the story of the time she took a stunt job that turned out to be one life-threatening experience after another, complete with fire, getting launched into a wall, backbends, and much more. So from our studio in San Clemente, California, this is the craziest day of Jamita Samara's life. Hello and welcome to the Stance Podcast. I'm Hava Fernandez alongside Erica Yeri. <laughs> What's up, Hava? We haven't done this in a little while and it's really fun because we have a girl with us today. Yeah, it's very exciting. We're joined today by stunt woman, writer, producer, <laughs> vagabond, jack of all trades, master, athlete, ma- master of several, <laughs> master of none, <laughs> and super athlete, Jamita Samara. Jamita, welcome to Stance. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Hava was extra excited that you have an accent, so... <laughs> oh, I should, I should embrace the accent and go really... Really much. go yeah. with it. I'll really yeah. go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, high production value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get the international, oh, okay. uh, you I'll, know... I'll stick with the most British accent I can. <laughs> what part of uh, England are, are you from? Uh, Bristol. Yeah. Which is southwest of the UK. I usually just tell people London because they either know like London or they know like Manchester and it's definitely not Manchester. So yeah, two hours west of London. Yeah. That's, that's cool. How often do you get to go back? Um, quite often because it's, my parents live there now. So it's kind of my base where I go and like, I know I can do my laundry. I know I can leave my dog. Like it's my kind of my, my base in between. So I'm back kind of Every other month or so. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of back and forth. That's great. You go back to do your laundry. I should go back to repack. That's the only reason I go back. Yeah. And obviously to see my parents. Yeah. (laughs) Mom, dad, laundry. Mom, dad, dog, hi, laundry, out. Yeah. uh, Do you have a dog or is it a wolf we're talking about here? Yeah, she's a Czech wolf, but I'm trying to bring her to America. So the more I call her a dog, the more... Like the easier it will be to get her here. Yeah, she's on paper. She's down as like a mixed breed, uh, which is awesome. So, so she's can... like a poodle pug mix. <laughs> yeah, but they're <laughs> like surprise. What big teeth you have? Yeah. What big ears you have? Yeah, she's um, she's a bit, a bit wild. Yeah, but I I kind of embrace that side of her. I don't want to be training her out of that. It'd be nice if she was safe to be around other dogs and be let off the leash now, but she's not. And just wouldn't devour them. No, it's like having a lion, but in like a kind of cuter, more approachable form. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Hava and I are both wondering, how did you end up with a wolf as a pet? How does this happen? She is the runt of the litter. Because like they breed them as as sled, like like pulling dogs. Um, Dog, wolf breeds. But she, um, yeah, so she's the runt of a letter and was going to get destroyed because the mum was just fully rejecting her and, oh. and like they don't, they don't kind of last that long if they're not going to go through. So I was like, oh, I'll take that. And hand Where raise were that. you? She, so she is technically from Birmingham in the UK. Um, and she was, I think they're kind of like illegally breeding them there, but... Yeah, not much of a sled dog scene No, in not Birmingham. much of a sled dog scene in Birmingham of the UK. Wow. But, yeah. I, like, I heard of it through a friend of a friend of a friend and was like, this can't be true. Ended up winding up and seeing her. And, uh, yeah, I just took her back from there. And she was mm, 
12 days old. She wasn't even two weeks old. So she was a baby baby. And she was like, she was in a pretty bad state because she wasn't, like the mother was fully rejecting her. But that's, I think, why she's so dominant and so wild now. Because she never had like a a mother figure to put her in her place. She's only really had me. So she respects me, but nothing else. Yeah. (laughs) Do other people out there ever keep... No. These, you know, so no. this is a no, this no. is as she's, rare as we think it is. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. She's very. Have you very ever rare. had like? Do you have you ever shown up somewhere and you're like, oh, she just ate all the chickens. Like we could turn well, her back and all the chickens are gone. That's the thing. So I used to when I first had it, I was my plan because I was on a farm when I first got her. I was like, this is going to be perfect. I've got a huge farm. I've got loads of land. Like, this is great. She never really has to interact with other dogs or people. Like, I've got her on my farm. She'll know the animals. Everything will be great. And she grew up with orphan lambs, chickens, everything. And she was good as gold. And then... But they're no longer with us. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, those orphan yeah. lambs, those chickens. And like, well, no, the orphan lambs actually got taken by foxes. So I, I say foxes. It definitely wasn't Looper. Um, but the chickens, she did have a couple of chickens... Like, my timing wasn't great. I used to not let her unsupervised around the chickens. And I so I had this system of, like, letting them out the coop and, and had this whole system going. But I messed up one day. and So what, what does that mean? How, how many were destroyed, as you used earlier? Three. She had three? All, yeah, she had three chickens. Uh-oh. But she also... So I used to take her out to, like, this fake... What's say fake hunt? It's when they still pheasant, they pheasant hunt in the UK quite a lot. And I took her out there because it was good for her to be around other dogs and... I thought it'd be a good thing to have a purpose for her. Yeah. Um, I've always been trying to kind of find a purpose. I'd love for her to be like a mountain rescue. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. You wanted her to hunt the pheasants? I wanted to, I just wanted her to have a purpose. So whether it was going to yeah. be me bring, like bringing pheasants or finding pheasants or like just, mm-hmm. just being in like a working dog environment, I really wanted to see where she'd sit in with that. And she was, she had, a, she has a great nose, obviously. Um, but she was kind of the laughing stock of the crew because everyone was there with their pedigree labradors and retrievers and i turn up with my like big bushy eyebrowed wolf and they're like no (laughs) but then she's the one in the snow she's the one finding all the pheasants she's the one like she can smell them out and she's great yeah but and so she was learning she was kind of she watches and learns a lot she grew up with some cats and so she's very like handy and fisty now so she'll slap things and and like she runs like a cat and like pulls things down like a cat that's bit. interesting. Yeah, she used to bring pheasants back to me, like other retrievers would. So she would bring these chickens to me and be really proud about that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, <laughs> did, have you ever been scared of her? No, no, no. What's no. her name? Lupa. Lupa. Yeah. Has she ever slapped you? <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we play fight all the time. Like, we wrestle. She can... I kind of was teaching her... I used to take her to this martial arts studio I was going to in the UK because she was allowed to just come in there. And... So she, she would watch me roll and then I'd come and wrestle with her. But because it's got a, a slippy floor off the mats, it's like this almost like a dance studio floor. She would, I was teaching her to pull me along the floor by my like shirt collar. Because I, really, I wanted to see if I could get her into stunts, but that was never going to happen. Yeah. She's not that well trained. You're like, pull mommy. Pull mommy. <laughs> pull me. But like, I don't want to get up from the couch. Pull me to the fridge. <laughs> she's really aware of what she's got in her mouth. There. She knows if it's closed or if it's skin. Yeah. Like she... Which even if she like bites my feet, she can feel that there's something inside it, so she doesn't bite hard. But if it's just my clothes, she like pulls it and yeah. tears it. So we now know that you own a wolf. <laughs> Your home base is in the UK, southwest of the UK in Bristol. But yeah. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and where you've come from 
and other things that you have going on. Yeah, because you're you're such an interesting person to have on the show because you're so dynamic and different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you just mentioned martial arts too. So like, I want to hear about the kicking ass aspect too. Oh man. Okay. So background wise, so my parents were in a circus before I was born. That's where they met. My mom met my dad in Spain and she was a trapeze artist and a dancer and all this. So background wise, like my childhood was very adventurous there were there weren't many kind of set rules it was kind of like if I had to if I felt like I had to lie about something I probably shouldn't do it and that was about as far as the rules went um and so I grew up doing like trying to figure out as many sports as I could I really wanted to be like my mum um and do like gymnastics and stuff like that and she was like no 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 go and find your own thing don't just become me just go see what you like doing and if you still want to do it then fine but just go and explore so she would take me around to all these different like sports and I'd be like swimming and my brother was big into climbing and he's a few years older than me so I'd try and join him with his sports. And eventually I ended up doing synchronized swimming which is a strange sport that not many people really know but especially they, in America they mock it like they they know enough about it to mock it but they don't really know what's fully involved. It seems in it. hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I end up going, like, if I'm swimming with friends and stuff, and they're like, oh, show me a move. It's it's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't even, like, handstand in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, having, because you're not allowed to touch the bottom of the pool. Everyone thinks you're just standing on the bottom. Really? Yeah, the, you're not allowed to touch the, the bottom or the sides. You're meant to be in just the body of water. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one, and, like, breath holding and, and control. So that was my version of taking my love for the water and what my mum did in gymnastics and dance and kind of putting those together. And then for my fifth birthday present, I had a horse riding lesson. Because my mum my mom and dad don't earn that much money. My mum works now. She works in a school as a special needs assistant. And my dad works in a window factory. So, like, they don't have much money to be taking me to all these things. Um, so, yeah, I had this horse riding lesson, but it wasn't meant to be a regular thing. And so because they couldn't afford it, I used to go and shovel shit in exchange yeah. for horse riding lessons. So I was like... Five. Human or horse? <laughs> horse, hopefully horse. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, child labor from age of five. Yeah. I was, yeah, I'd go down on the weekends and, and help out and pick the poo out of the field so I could ride. And then I, I, I massively, massively fell in love with horse riding from that day. Um, to the extent that then there was a pony that was going to get destroyed because it was too dangerous for other kids. And it was, I always seem to be around destroyed. like dangerous animals yeah, that are going to be destroyed. The ones that are going to be destroyed. Yeah. And I always end up having them for myself. Um, but this pony was, it was very, very nasty to other horses, but also it was, it was just unrideable. And so they were like, we can't sell it as a companion. It's, it's a knackered pony. And so my, I was like, Oh, this is a shame. Like it's such a pretty pony. And my mum was like, oh, if we can keep it for free, if, if Jamita can shovel shit, can we keep it here for free? I don't want this deadly pony, yeah. <laughs> but fine. The one that's kicking all yeah. the babies. <laughs> oh, great, yeah, sure, we'll have The that. neighbourhood kids. Yeah, you wonder why I got into stunts now. <laughs> um, so yeah, my mum was just trying to kill me from an early age. Yeah, just figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I had this pony for a while and, and I would shovel shit in exchange for now falling off. I used to have all these lovely school ponies that I'd ride, but now I've got this devil pony <laughs> and so I was falling off this for like a year and eventually it came around and it was rideable and like it took a long time and it, it took me growing like another foot to be able to ride it properly um so yeah then eventually I kind of outgrew this pony and got another I thought okay we've sold it for money like I feel like this is a time I can get a good pony I can I've deserved a nice pony now yeah no I get another meat yard pony and Uh-oh. it's just like it keeps going on like this 
Um, so it kind of it teaches me to ride, like properly learn how to ride. Yeah. And how to stay on and, and not I mean, you just... must have been fantastic at the shit shoveling by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horse a rare shit. talent. I think horse, horse uh, do is... Uh, it's <laughs> the nicest is, do. It is. It's just out like of all the dudes, it is. It's you know, a dog is worse. It's kind Most of, animals seem kind of rabbit is it's pretty kind decent. Of like earthy, muddy, yeah, like, grass. Yeah, it's, hay it's very, or it's very unoffensive. Do yeah, gorgeous. Now we're calling matter. it do when we're calling it shit shoving the whole time. It's now yeah. become do. No. <laughs> the do do. There's just the the duty, the horse duty. The horse. Right, um, so, so you've got a new horse. So I got a new horse, and I start. So I'm still. With with no money, I'm still like trying to ride and shovel shit. Still, this is like a recurring pattern throughout my whole life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even today, <laughs> even till this day, I'm still yeah. shoveling poo. Um, but I'm the girl that's turning up to all these little competitions in like my dad's because it have to be in like certain uniform to compete. And so I'm there in like a black top, which is like my dad's old Metallica T-shirt turned inside out, and like I'm in there in my sneakers, and I'm. Like, all the other girls are there in their, like, perfect leather boots and their perfect pretty ponies and the moms yeah. are braiding their hair. And I'm there with my headphones in, listening to, like, Metallica, riding around. Uh, yeah. and But these horses, because I'm, I'm kind of at one with these horses now because yeah. I've been falling off so much. So we would just smash these little competitions. And so that kind of got my name out there. And then I started riding for these other precious pony riders because they had other horses that they wanted to get more points on, because if the horses do well, they're worth more money. So I used to then ride for other people, and that's kind of how the competition thing started. And then I started going to Holland and competing, and, and so I've been kind of... So it started So it, it started, started synchronized swimming, synchronized swimming in, to horse. Yeah, and so riding. synchro and horses were quite... They were at the same time for a while, until the horses really took over. And yeah. then I really wanted to be... Like, that's why I was on the farm with Lupra. I really wanted to push the horses in that direction. And then around 16, 17, uh, in the farm in the UK, I was based at a farm. So the owner of the farm um, owns a huge pet store company uh, called Pets at Home. And she was running this farm and her husband had cancer, so she couldn't really run it fully as she wanted to. And so she brought me on to like run the farm. Sh- and shovel shit. Shovel shit. Again, <laughs> I'm going to avoid that one. But yes, I was basically like a, an expensive shit shoveler. <laughs> um, so I was running this farm, but she focused more on breeding horses. So now I was shoveling shit and delivering foals. And like, now I've got my hands in both holes and it's just messy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're delivering. Yeah. It was what, what kind of animals? Are these are uh, foals, horses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay, she was okay. breeding. So I was there, like, I was every day with the vet would be doing artificial insemination and I would be foal checking. Oh, wow. So I'm now dealing with babies and, and mothers and aggressive Mothers, I, so many pictures of me getting kicked in the face from getting fold check. You I, never got kicked? No, luckily, but there's wow. some awesome photos. I don't know why, it's always when a camera is out and they're like just taking photos of me going around the fields and I'm there like checking the, the mares that are about to drop into fall and there's like an awesome picture of this mare like centimeters from my face, her hooves are like just above my head and I'm like, <gasps> wow. Yeah, so that, that, that was... A crazy section of my life but then I kind of so yeah 17 I kind of retired from the whole horse scene it was either going to be this is me for the rest of my life or I need to do something else now and see what I'm going to do because I see so many people kind of get wound up into the farm and then they just end up being farm girls and yeah. not really progressing from that so I wanted to see what else I could do and that's when I got into stunts at 17 and that was 
So uh, what do you do? You started doing somersaults around the yeah, farm, or how do you start doing that? <laughs> um, that came really quickly, kind of like catapulted from me doing a hair shoot, which bear in mind I'd never modelled in my life. I just had this really long, untouched hair, um, and I was walking around the streets of Bristol actually, and this hair salon was like, "Oh, we would love to use your hair for like a." They were doing this new campaign for their windows, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, you want to shoot." Like, this is a very different world for me, but fine. Um, no, we're going to pay me money to shoot my hair as it was. So I was like, fine, this is cool. Better than the yeah, tit shoveling. Never thought anything of it. So I go in and, and do this shoot. And so, and then the photographer was like, oh, you should see if you can join this Bristol modeling agency. And I was like, all right, whatever. I left that thought for a couple of months. And then as I was kind of getting out of the horses, I thought, oh, maybe I will like send these photos in. And the day that I sent them in, they replied saying, oh, we've just got this, because I had to send it in with a bio about myself. And I obviously said about synchro and horses and all this stuff. And they were like, oh, we've just had a brief come in for an underwater acting role in, in Manchester for this TV series called Bedlam. And they want a, an actress that is comfortable in the water and, and can kind of do stunty things. And at this point, I had no idea what stunts was. Like, I barely had time to watch films. I was always on the farm. Like, I didn't really... I was way out of the movie industry. And so I didn't know stunts was even a, a job until I turned up. And so my role was to be this, like, villain in the water and had these huge black contact lenses. And that was... A, that that, was you jumped right into that, right literally off the jumped, That was my first job I got when I signed in huh. to this agency. And... Uh, yeah, this, I had stunt coordinators on the set and they were talking to me about the sports that I do because I did a lot of climbing and a lot of different sports when I was a kid anyway growing up. And so they said, oh, you should train for stunts. I was like, you can get paid for this stuff? This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't have to shovel shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds a little bit, maybe getting blown up, but, yeah. but yeah. at least there's no poop myself. involved. Yeah, yeah, a lot less shit involved. So, yeah, a whole different kind of shit, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> um, so that was like the beginning of stunts I'd say and then from that I did most of my jobs from that were all underwater um that I thought that was going to be my thing and I was never going to surface again and it was just going to be me as this my mum called it the gip I was a ghost in pool for this that was my the name of my role and then I got like three other jobs as a ghost in a pool I was like I'm literally this is a this is a job wait what how many what are these shows so many like Ghosts and pools. I yeah, never... but like ghosts and pools and sirens, <laughs> mermaids, dead people, like just uh, yeah. the whole lot. Like the last... actually, yeah, it seems like there would be a, a lot, lot of, of roles like that. Yeah, there was a big TV show in in Bristol that and even if it's not underwater, it's at least going into the water. Like I had to be pushed off Bristol docks for a shoot, and that was disgusting. Oh. I'd rather shovel shit than that any day. It's yeah. full of like rats and yeah, drug I was addicts. How's like how's, how's the water? Yeah. Murky, yeah. murky. Yeah, and I remember not wanting to get in because my brother had just done his kayaking course there and it swallowed loads of water and was so sick and I was oh. like oh I'm going in the same body of water for a while so yeah that's gross um but so at least you're getting paid at least I'm getting paid yeah so to where... be in toxic water <laughs> yeah. maybe you'll end up a mermaid for real <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just grow some scales at some point yeah so yeah my first few jobs were all underwater and then I I think what was my first job on land I had some weird I just passed my driving tests and I had this brief come through from some like dodgy Polish company that were like, we need a hot girl to drive a car. And I was like, right, okay, I've just passed my test. Like, I don't know how this is going to go. So I'm driving around. They give me these four supercars to drive at this this racetrack in the UK. And the driver from that was like, oh, 
I'm going on to another job after. So he he kind of I seem to latch on to people and they take me on to other jobs. So that's the way to do it. It's yeah. networking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it kind of built up through that, and then I wasn't really still. My head wasn't fully into stunts. Like I was kind of coming in in and out of it, but I wasn't like 100% dedicated to it. And I happened to be in the studios anyway for a fitting for I don't know what film it was. Um, this is pre Bond, and I the assistant coordinator walked past me when I was in Paramount Studios and was like, oh, are you doing stunts? Because I had all my stunt pads on anyway, I was there for a fitting. He was like, oh, you, you do stunts because you look just like an actress that we're about to work with. I had no idea this was for James Bond. Yeah. And so he was like, do you mind if I take your pictures and send it off to the director and the coordinator? And I was like, sure, whatever. And this was on like the Friday. By the end of that day, I had a phone call saying, oh, you're meeting with Sam Mendes on Monday. And I was like all right, I don't know who this is, cool. Of course I don't know who this is. It's the director of Bond. So I had no idea. So I did some research over the weekend. I was like, oh, damn, I wonder what he's doing. I looked down and I was like, oh, he's doing the new Bond. I didn't think it would actually be for this. In my head, I was fully in denial that it would be for a Bond movie. And then by the Monday, I'd met with him. I'd met with the actress, Leah. um, And it was weird. I had to spend the whole day basically mimicking... The way she moves? The way she moves. But the director wanted to see how similar our movement was but just in like normal activities so we'd be like walking up and down together and I I was kind of aware of what he was looking for but then it kind of makes you overthink it too much so I'm like then overthinking how to walk like her and I'm walking like same arm as leg and it's just it looks a bit strange yeah you're like yeah you know we like really right and yeah like as soon as someone picks up a camera and says walk you think it's easy but then you do it and you're like okay right left right and it all goes really and you guys are walking together just kind of like (laughs) <laughs> so that was and I was trying constantly to be the same height because she's t- slightly shorter than me but in my head she oh was, she's shorter well like only how ba- tall are you I'm 5'8 but oh, she's okay. she's I probably only like half an inch or not oh, even okay, that yeah. but in my head I'm like she's definitely smaller than me I'm gonna have to crouch so I'm there like hunching and yeah. like walking They're like, like what's up with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it probably didn't do any favors but I managed to get the job anyway and originally that was only for like it was meant to be like a month's worth of work I ended up being on it from I think October until the following August. So it was a long... Oh, wow. It kept being extended. Where, where extended. were you at? Um, mainly in London for the studio stuff. And then we had... Ro- we did all the locations for real. So we had Rome, Austria, Mexico, uh, Morocco, and London. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. For so the first, like... That's the best thing yeah. about Bond movies is they go to the locations that they film in. It, yeah. There's no fake anything. So what was... I'm sorry, Hava. I feel like I'm asking all the questions here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I'm just taking it in over yeah. here. Yeah. So what what were some of the things that um that that were thrown at you? Because obviously this is one of your first on like, land roles, like you yeah, were well, like, so uh, like did a you, big movie. Were you nervous? Like knowing that this was is such a massive movie and you're very nervous. We had months of rehearsal before and we had this awesome French fight team. Um so they were teaching me everything I needed to learn, kind of scene by scene. But then it was kind of strange because we spent basically from October till December rehearsing all the stuff that we were about to film. There was no filming going on. So that was all fully rehearsals. We made like cardboard versions of the train. We made cardboard versions of everything to learn like space-wise how much space we were working in. And so we had like cardboard versions of um, the rooftops in Mexico. So like we knew the distances for the buildings. And so we had all this stuff prepped. And like three days before we broke up for the Christmas holidays, we do this like show and tell the directory comes in changes 
everything. Of course. So like basically yeah. everything we've rehearsed for the last like that, four months has been completely redundant. I think that happens at every company or job. Yep. Any job you do ever, it just kind of changes. Yeah, all it's of like a, a day before we broke up, we're like, oh, so <laughs> everything's changing. Cool. So yeah. The last four months has been for bonding, like a team building <laughs> yeah. exercise. Or... Yeah, bonding for bond, for yeah, sure. Bonding yeah. for bond. So, so what happens then? They, they just say like, oh, it's good luck or yeah, how like, much oh, time yeah, we, do you have for yeah, the new stuff? Yeah, we don't really stuff? like this. We want to change it. I think what happened is that they really liked what we were doing. But another movie, I think it was the new Fast and Furious had just come out with a similar-ish fight scene. Oh. And like, because it was mainly the, the fight scene on the train and Bond where the barrels are flying off the side of the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Fast and Furious, and, and the, the baddie in Bond, which is Hinks, he gets kind of caught up in this and gets taken off the train. But in Fast and Furious, something very similar happened. And that had come out just as we were doing the rehearsals. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we don't want it to look too similar to that. So Especially Bond it. and Fast and the Furious. I think that there's yeah. like a taste yeah, difference yeah. here. So they were like, we need to change it up. Cross yeah. pollinate. Exactly this seems to always happen. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a similar thing going on with a perfume ad I did for the same girl that I dubbed in, in Bond, Leia Sadu, I did a perfume commercial for her. And the brief was that I was going to be jumping off this waterfall in Botswana. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is a, a dream job. And they're like, oh, no, you can't actually jump off the waterfall anymore because Chanel have just done a jump. And so we, we can't do the actual jump for real. So we're just going to film the silhouette. I was like, sorry? So how does that make it any better? <laughs> Wait, so, yeah. what? Yeah, so, so they just So it's just kind of the- like a guy in the sky... Yeah, so they woman just, in the sky. They literally just filmed like the silhouette of me going down. So I did this like epic jump. And then all I get from it is like this really short, like basically a really pixelated blob of me dropping down <laughs> this cliff face as I'm jumping off this waterfall. How, how high was it? Well, like, we did it on wires because it was, oh, yeah, it was yeah. quite shallow. And then I did like, we did some into a tank and, and put it all together. But it's like this... This isn't cool. Yeah. Like we keep getting all these cool briefs through and then someone's just like nicked it just yeah. before and then we have to change it but not change it. We just that must happen all cool. the time. Yeah. It must be frustrating for everyone. Yeah. So um yeah, a lot of work and then what were what were some of the I I feel like this is like we'll probably do, make the, break this up into two episodes. Yeah, I feel like we're getting a good taste <laughs> of the craziest life of yeah. Jamina Samara. Yeah, but oh, I think, yeah. yeah, just the crazy life exactly. Yeah, the crazy life. But uh what were some of the stunts that you had to do for Bond? Like what was challenging for those? Bond. So I had the fight or, scene or on... maybe some other ones, you know, like uh-huh. I'm not familiar with some of the other ones you've done. Um I'll go for Bond first and then we'll go. So Bond um I had the boat chase on Bond, which was hurtling down the the River Thames in London, following a helicopter, which Bond on the front of the boat trying to shoot this helicopter down with a handgun. And then I had a high fall, which I don't know if you've seen the movie. No, I I haven't seen Spectre. (gasps) I need to see. Well, now I'm going to watch it differently, which I'm very excited to do. I'm going to watch it tonight. Yeah, be like, Jamita, hey! (laughs) So there's a scene where Bond picks up Leah and... And he jumps off this building. I'm not going to ruin the whole movie for you now. But he... Oh, you know, don't worry about me. Don't worry about me. By the time this comes out, I will have watched it. So, um, so he he jumps off and, and is holding me in like this... I don't know how you call that. What would you call that kind of position? I'm like laying across his body, but he's holding me. And he, he jumps down into this net. So we have this huge high fall, but I'm not landing on the net directly. I'm landing like over his body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, like basically like carrying a kid that's asleep or something yeah yeah yeah. yeah. a grown-up baby 
Yeah. A grown, <laughs> grown baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously being carried by Bond, jumping off a building. Was it Daniel Craig or did he have? Yeah, he did. He did some on wires and then I did like the full without wires onto the net with his double. And okay. so like we kept mixing it up and yeah. doing that. But uh, so there was that. And then we had, I had some like helicopter stuff. I was just the passenger of, we were flying around Morocco doing that. And then I had the fight scene, which was, Probably one of the main things we rehearsed from October to December and then all changed up. My scenes didn't change that much. Mm-hmm. It was mainly the guys that, that all had to change. But mine stayed pretty much the same, which meant four months of me getting a table kicked in my face. Yay. Yeah, so that was <laughs> awesome. And like the scene so is So you go that, from the horse kicking you in the face <laughs> yeah, to just, suddenly having a... T- you see so a pattern been, emerging here. Yeah. I've been training since a very young age. <laughs> yeah, you've had a, you have a lot of experience yeah. going into yeah. this. I knew you were the girl for the job. <laughs> Everything yeah. happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's going to be good with it. No worries. <laughs> So the scene is that Bond and, and Madeline, which is her character in the film, uh, are on this train, like it's a very luxury train going through Morocco, and they're there having their martinis and, and dinner, and Bond sees in a reflection of his glass the, the villain Hinks walking down the train, and before he can react, Hinks is, he's, Hinks is played by Dave Bautista, which is like an old wrestler, he is huge, like yeah. he is a big boy, and he comes walking down this train, so I can actually see him, but... Is not you don't not want to see that in the movie. So I can see him walking down the train. I know what's about to happen, and he comes. And before Bond can react, he's kicked this like the table. It's like a dining kind of setup, uh, like a dining restaurant, and he's come and kicked this table square in my face, and it's pushed me off the back of the chair. And so I'm kind of knocked out for a few minutes, and he's having this fight with Bond. And then I kind of come round, and then I stand up and I pick up the nearest thing, which is like an ice bucket stand for champagne so I pick this up and try and whack him on the back but that does nothing so he turns around and backhands me and I'm down again so like basically so she just you're keeps just getting, getting hit beat she up. comes and she has like these great ideas comes up does like one kind of cool hit and then she just gets whacked down yeah and it happens again like it, they go through another <laughs> couple of carriages of the train and I eventually catch up after the second time I'm knocked out I come round and I then start shooting at him obviously miss a hundred times and yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> but and not then, very good aim <laughs> yeah of course and then by this point daniel's got him and kind of like choking him out with this rope but he's so big it's not really doing anything and he gets me again and slams him against the wall and i drop down and i'm out again and it's just yeah. it keeps going on like that but then it works its way into the car the train car that's full of horses and the only <laughs> way to save yourself is by shoveling shit into his face yeah, yeah. the only way out is through a yeah. mountain of shit that i've got to bury my way through <laughs> you're like this i can do yeah this i can do yeah that's um, that's cool. So was that was that sort of like the most physical part of of the the movie that you had to film? Yeah, definitely. The fight scene was probably the most involved <laughs> and like the most rehearsed because it involved other people. Like we did a lot of rehearsals for the high fall, but that wasn't more for us. That was more for like the Cam- the camera, the overall the camera, everything. and like also the net and like the rigging side of it. That was more for. Um, but in terms of like me actually having to learn stuff, I'd say the fight scene was probably the main. And then uh, straight after Bond, I went on to Tim Burton's new movie, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Oh, so, okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Again, um, haven't seen it. <laughs> great I've, movie. I, I've seen it. Yeah, Yay! Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. all, it's, it's out now, too. It so. is. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, Just, it came out like... I'll do the Jamita sort of... It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Oh, is it's it? actually... Either on Netflix, you're like, or cool, iTunes. I'm getting paid. Because, <laughs> you know, I see it on. It's on one of them because I've seen okay. it. It's got a lot of deals with um, flights because I always see people watching it on the flights. Yeah. And I'm like, I saw a lot of promotion for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what 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 did uh, what what happened there? So I was stunt doubling. She's now a friend, a really good friend of mine, Ella Pennell. Um, she plays this. It's based on a book. Yeah. I uh, should probably read the book. It's a really good book. Cool. And she can control air. So she, but she also floats. So she's kind of like she's weightless. Uh-huh. So she has to wear. You know what Tim Burton is like. Yeah. Any excuse to have some like huge metal-y kind of weird costume and I've got these huge platform metal boots on to keep her from floating and so there's like this wire work stuff where she takes the boots off and she's floating up and she gets like a squirrel out of the tree and puts and all this kind of stuff but my main thing was underwater so she can control air underwater and so she's swimming down to this shipwreck which is underwater and uh which is like their safe ground in the film and she can she blows all the water out of the ship by like in this one big breath she blows a bubble over the other guy's head and then blows all the water out of the ship so there's kind of like there's some wire worky stuff going underwater and um but yeah most of it was underwater for me and that oh okay so you're you're back to the water but yeah i had a, a long break for the water and then i was straight back in again with tim burton cool um so that was that was a really fun movie because I haven't really worked that much with green screen because Bond was mm. so real like everything I was seeing we did the explode we did the explosion in Morocco was twice the previous world record for explosions that oh, we wow. so like that was incredible to see and like, everything we're doing we see for real and obviously all the fight scene and costumes and and where we are they build everything whereas Tim Burton is all like this giant green studio yeah, very so, different. So yeah. for me, I have no idea what the movie's going to look like. So to mm-hmm. me, that was actually more interesting to see Tim Burton movie than Bond, because in Bond, everything kind of looked CG to me in the end, even though I know it wasn't. Whereas Tim Burton, it was it went from green screen to this like amazing shipwreck yeah. in this huge like fantasy world. So that was really really interesting to see that. Yeah, that's cool. I'm sure that they're really different. Do you have any uh, new stuff you're working on? Uh, in terms of stunts, yeah, I've been taking a bit of break because I'm now doing a lot more writing and producing and mm-hmm. trying to get my head around that. And I keep coming in and out of stunts and then never really finishing my own thing. So now I'm like, I'm taking like a pretty solid break unless something really cool comes. I've been waiting for something to go ahead for a while, which is Avatar, because I think from what I've heard, it's going to be underwater. Oh, wow. So I'm hoping... Wow. That's insane. Yeah, and it's been delayed and delayed and delayed because I've been waiting for it to kick off for so long and I know they've been waiting on various people's schedules and then and then I I can't them... believe that it, they, they haven't even started yet. Yeah, it was meant to happen years ago and now, now they're going to start hopefully next year. I have no idea. Oh, but... that's right because James Cameron is like fully the underwater guy. Right. He's the guy. Yeah. You get a, if you get to do that, then that's you're kind of That's my like, dream set, job. You know? So if that comes along, I will drop everything for, sure. for that. But... Other than that, I'm really trying to push what I'm... So much of that is CGI, but then they have people acting in the costumes too, or... Yeah, there's a a lot of motion capture, I think, and... Oh, you do a lot of, like, the physical... Yeah, I know some stunt people that have been doing tests for it already. Mm. So I know it's kind of... It's making an appearance soon, but they've been doing it dry for wet, which is when they fake the underwater side of things. So they did that for Peter Pan, because originally I was meant to go on to Pan, and because it was originally going to be underwater for the mermaid scene. Mm-hmm. And then they changed that to be all wire work. And if you watch it in the movie, it really doesn't look like it's underwater. Yeah. You can tell, like, the hair is all CG and, like, everything, because it's really yeah. hard to look like you're underwater yeah. on land. That's what they say about, like, the movies that are in space, like, inaccuracies, because yeah. the hair isn't going everywhere and stuff like that. But at least that's in really space hard to you're do. dry, whereas, like, to look wet yeah. and to let things float is really hard. Yeah. At Seems least like with dry it. hair, it can, like, be blown around and stuff. But wet is just, like... Yeah, it's, it's just... It does nothing flop. moves like yeah. water moves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Well, we're, we're going to cross our fingers for you in the Avatar dream yeah. over here. I hope it comes. We'll come visit you on the set. <laughs> Just hop and I. <laughs> All right. So we have had quite a walk through in the crazy I want to hear more. I still want to <laughs> hear about your parents in the circus too. I mean, that's like a whole other. <laughs> well, thing. we have, so I have a crazy stunt. If you want to keep it relevant to the stunt stuff, I have like a, a I pretty much used all my nine lives in one day on a stunt job. Let's do this. Yeah. That was a mental day. Um, it's for a commercial that I am not all that proud of doing. And it <laughs> took me a while to get my head around the idea of doing it. Because originally I thought, I'm just doing stunts. My face won't be a part of this. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to have, because everything, I, it goes against everything I've ever stood for. Which, like, okay, I'm going to put it out there. It was for McDonald's. Uh, oh, <laughs> Yes, I'm I can see it. how that would be a really so, like, I'm for, a, if you're not down like yeah, I'm a huge animal activist. Like I'm all down for like obviously a healthy lifestyle and I guess against everything I've stood for. And I was like, look, the stunt script is really cool. Like I really like the idea of it. If I can just go in and do the stunts and then leave and just feel okay happy. about it. Yeah, and so like this escalates from me thinking I'm just going to go in and do a few stunts, which look cool. It's like kind of Nitro Circus style, like mm. really crazy stunts. I was like, this is going to be really fun. It's in Romania, which isn't, I know it's not that safe to do stunts in, but I thought it'd be fun. It would be a good experience. Yeah. So I kind of say yes. Wait, is this for McDonald's like in Europe? Yeah. So okay. I, I think, I don't, I can't remember my bio now. I think I it was. I guess I don't remember the last time I saw a commercial. It was for really. the Monopoly. So you know, TV. they have like a. Monopoly thing you get like oh yeah that's yeah. massive y- yeah it is. yeah that's so this is a big there's a big push yeah. for them so and in my mind I'm like I'm just gonna do the stunts and leave and that's gonna be it yeah that then escalates into me then going in and auditioning they're like oh there's some script and I was like oh maybe I'm just doing a voiceover like that's fine more money like that that won't mean anything so I go in and do auditions and they're like yep yeah, great you you're confirmed eventually and I'm like, okay this is this is all going ahead. I'm starting to digest the fact I'm about to do this big McDonald's ad. Turns out it's 11 commercials. No. And my face is the face of McDonald's. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so I end up, and oh, and then no. the first day I'm filming, I was like, it's going to be stunts. I, in my head, I've brainwashed myself to believe that this is going to be like the biggest stunt breakthrough of all time. <laughs> And then I get the first day I'm on set, I have like four pages of dialogue and I have a segue. And I'm like, dude, this is not the stunt job I picked up. Like a a segue segue to another bit or like a segue scooter. Yes, like a segue scooter. And I'm like, no, this was like, I read the script. Those things are pretty dangerous. (laughs) I mean, the inventor of the segue died on a segue. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you did. I mean, so you're shit shoveling and horse kicking. Nothing compared to a segue, yeah. So I'm like, right, so I've signed up to do this. I'm now the face of it. I've got all this dialogue and I'm on a segue. Oh, no. Like, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah. And but, you've got a burger in your mouth. Just... Well, this is, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm finding it really hard to sell these, these monopolies. Because the idea is that you can win. The, the idea was that you, the audience could choose what stunt they saw me do the following week. Which is why there were so many pages of stunts, which is why it's like 11 different stunts. Yeah, it's like choose your own adventure yeah, sort of the ending. I mean, little did the audience know that we already pre-filmed everything. Probably going to get massively told off for saying all this. <laughs> but like we pre-filmed everything and the audience basically then picked what they saw the following week. So well, they, they had still, to know. They yeah. had to know. I mean, they're not going to yeah. think that I'm staying out in Romania yeah. for like three months just waiting to do yeah. a stunt for them. Just be like, oh, they want me to, Yeah, you know. but they, I mean, the audience genuinely got to pick what they saw. Mm-hmm. That was true, but I'd already pre-filmed both versions of it. So... 
the idea like one of the, and you win holidays you can win cars they they had a deal with mini cooper and you could win cars and so i was selling all these holidays and cars and experiences and like head beats headphones in all these weird wacky ways everything and so the stunts kind of changed from the original script which was the first thing i saw was dancing with bears and walking on hot coals and i was like we're gonna have to lose the bears because there's no way in hell i'm gonna put bears in I don't want to do the whole animal. We're filming in Romania. If we're filming with bears, it's not going to be done in a nice way. So I was like, immediately like that put me off the whole idea. And then we the second- Dancing with bears. Dancing with bears. Then the second breakdown I got was, um, what was that? The dance, uh, the walking on hot coals was still there, but it was something about being catapulted. And I was like, that's fine. I'll do that instead of the bears. What's that? I was like, when you get, you know, like being catapulted, like the human like a... catapult, like cannon oh, type oh, thing. Oh, okay. catapult. Yeah. Catapulted. Catapulted. <laughs> okay, got uh, it. The British I'm like, back. what's a catapulted? <laughs> I mean, slipping into this kind of, like, my sinuses are a bit stuffy. No, so. don't worry about it. Don't even worry. I've got Afrin. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, the second breakdown is great. Like, I can, I've got this. This is fine. There's no bears anymore. I'm just going to be catapulted. Whether I survive that or not, this is cool. And then... So I'm reading all this, and then even though the first day I'm on a Segway, I, I still know all the other stunts are lined up. But every, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. I'm, I think I'm genuinely, like, the unluckiest lucky person alive. Anyway, just day-to-day. -day, like, I'm very lucky with the way I live, but yeah. I also just have so much bad luck on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And I had so actually heard that about you before you came in. I heard <laughs> so about true. you locking your keys in your car oh, just that. the other day. We'll get into that later. Whatever. So Side note. <laughs> like mini crazy stories. But uh, yeah, so this one I'm, I'm still waiting. Like the first thing they give me is four pages of script and a segue. And I'm like, damn, I, this is definitely not what I So you have for. to talk to the camera and like sell this yeah. whole idea. And so the, the director was actually awesome. He's a really good guy. And I was like, I, I want to make this cool. Like this is, I'm obviously on a, I'm on a segue. I want to make this as cool as it can be. So I learned how to reverse a segue. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. I was hoping yeah. like, let's do something better. <laughs> yeah. So I learned how to reverse this thing and like spin it round. And it's really actually hard to do precision driving on a segue is like an unknown skill. That is actually really... Yeah. Because people mainly just go forward, don't they? And then they stop and look at a view if they're on like some Segway tour. I've if never actually been on one. It oh, might come as a surprise so to you. So much fun. <laughs> you know, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's fun to mess around. Yeah. But... Considering how much I slid to this at the beginning of me talking about this, Segways <laughs> are actually really fun. Yeah, yeah. But when you're reversing and like, I had like X's on the floor, I would rehearse and like do all these spin arounds. And... So you want to look cool. I wanted to look really sharp, but then... I was still selling burgers. Yeah. So like I'm reversing the Segway and you can't really see the Segway because they've got it tight. So it's just me floating, shoulder shoulder up, floating in front of these like big projections of burgers, talking about burgers oh, and Monopoly. No. So it wasn't <laughs> quite what I imagined. But then I had, I had the rest of the breakdown for the week come in and it was still involving cars and, and skateboards. And the... the <laughs> The second day after the whole segue, that was my main chunk of dialogue. And then, because that was introducing the stunts I was about to do. And then day two comes around. And so everyone kind of knows each other and we all know like what's happening. And I've been through all the stunts with the rigging team. And it seems like Romania, they didn't really fully respect my idea on anything. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman or like what was really going on. But they were like, this is how we're doing it. Shut up. Yeah. Okay, fine. So they've built this, I, the first day I go in, I see them still building this ramp and it's huge. Oh, it's like probably 18 meters high and it's 
basically completely vertical down and it's got this little lip and I'm like, where am I going to, what am I doing on this? Like, I haven't seen this in the script. <laughs> I just see this enormous ramp and I'm like, I don't know what they're going to have me doing going down So you're here. the, you're also the only one, right? Yeah. It's I'm the, the, the only... girls, you're just going to see this girl possibly die in yeah, 11 in, in different ways. ways. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what it was. Okay. I thought, well, what are they going to have me doing this? Because I haven't seen this in the script. Because in the script, I saw surfing, I saw tuk-tuk, and I saw... They didn't say anything about bears either, though. No, and I saw the catapult thing. And I was like, okay, like, what's this? how's this vert ramp coming into any of it? So their idea was that they were going to sell these holidays, but through somehow very, very loosely linked to the destination. So they had me surfing as like a potential... I was surfing down this vert ramp on a surfboard. Originally, they had me in heels on a surfboard in snowboard bindings on wires going down this vert ramp. Very strange. Ugh. How that was ever going to sell a holiday to Hawaii or whatever, I don't know. So they they want to mix a skateboard ramp with a surfboard yes. and snowboard in the same mm-hmm. shot. And, and what are you and wearing? A bikini? Heels. And high heels. No, I'm wearing... Oh, I'm wearing bindings like a and high heels. A pantsuit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I look like Hillary Clinton at this point. I'm wearing like a, a full-on pantsuit. But oh, she really was. Yeah. You guessed it. Wild <laughs> Did guess. you guess that? Wild yeah, guess. you guessed That's it. That's amazing. I was fully wearing a, a black pantsuit, but they because it was a bit dull, they sprayed me with glitter as if that was going to make oh it better. God. So I'm like, I'm like a kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look like a very strange kind I mean, of flamboyant. I mean, is it just me, but I feel like winning a trip to Hawaii right now. <laughs> it's just, like, yes, it's let's pushing get some there. Yeah, guys, picture this. Hillary Clinton, surfboard, high heels, snowboard bindings, vert ramp. Go. Yeah, it's just... I, I would love to have Maui been in that Waui. sales pitch. Oh my God. It would wow. be so good. It's like they just kept adding on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was, okay, this is going to be fine. I did that and... They didn't finish building the ramp before. Wait, 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 you can't, you did that. So you dropped in on this thing on the surfboard. But they had me on, <coughs> on like a one wire on my back and they had my feet. But the thing is, where, does it, where does it launch you to? Well, they had to no. To I was. <laughs> they just, a bunch this of dudes. The in the actual, in the commercial, I, every one of these things off the end of the ramp, I burst through a poster. Oh, God. Of the destination. <laughs> But they were going to do that in post. So I'm coming down this ramp. Bear in mind, snowball bindings are only designed to have snow boots in, yeah, right? They're, they, big. They, they're not like weightboard yeah. bindings where you can put them on your feet. These are big. So my feet are rattling around in these bindings. And then because they've bolted it through the bottom of the board, it's I've scrape- got these bolts that are scraping yeah. down the ramp. So I'm, I've got all this traction going down. So I'm barely going down like... It is just an absolute shit show. It looks terrible. So I don't know. I'm glad no one picked that. Is, is there a place online that we could yes. Google? Oh, wow. And there's like memes. Bunnies. People have absolutely slated memes? the whole thing. Oh, there I love it. There are so many memes of this thing. I got so much shit for this. Like, when you need to, like, all those, like, when you need to snowboard <laughs> it, whatever, but you want to yeah. ride a wave at, like, 11 yeah. or, yeah, oh, for yeah. sure. So much shit for this. And so that, I didn't actually see what that looked like in the end. Oh, no, I did. I saw it in, when I was I had to go and do voiceover and I saw clips and I was like, that just looks terrible. Like, there's yeah. no way that was ever going to look good. So they had that as a version, but because I have to sell three things per, like, per thing. So that yeah. was for surfing, I think, probably Hawaii. And then I had Thailand, which was my personal favorite. Uh-oh, here we I go. I was like, how are they going to get me incorporating this ramp and in Romania. poster in Romania, <laughs> but selling a trip to Thailand? Obviously... My natural reaction would be to put me in a tuk-tuk at the top of this vert ramp and drop me in. Obviously, that would be the go-to. Yeah. And so they've got me in this tuk-tuk. I really want to see this ramp. You've got to find it. Are you trying to find it? Yeah. Oh, I've got it on my phone. I'll show you. Okay. 
I just want to see how, because you're saying it has like a, like it drops straight down and it basically goes straight up and then there's not then much there's nothing. like, studio then there's in, nothing. They never so if you're going down to... in a tuk-tuk, you just slam at the bottom. Well, this is the thing. They have me, the, the wire is on the back of the tuk-tuk oh, okay, on this okay. one and they never ever planned for me to leave the end of this ramp. Like the idea was for me to stay in this tuk-tuk and go down <laughs> and they were going to slow me down before I got to the end. And that was the idea. But old Vlad, which is my rigger, has got me hand, he's like, he's got the wire in his hand. It goes... The, with a heavy... Tuck, the tuck, tuck. and a woman inside of yep. it. This is velocity we're talking yep. and about. He's, his idea, he was going to walk towards the wall, which has gone like this pulley system. He was going <laughs> to walk towards the wall and like slowly descend me down like that. And I was like, in my head, this is when the kind of friction started. And I was like, guys, I don't think this is going to work. And they're like, no, this is how we do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to die. Yeah, you're like, and do the, I at least get a helmet? Yeah, <laughs> and the, well, I do. I have this, the, that was their regulation is I had to wear a helmet throughout the whole thing. So I'm Hillary Clinton with this like moped helmet. <laughs> it, it is, is McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm going to have to give you guys a visual on this. Um, so I'm going down to this tuk-tuk and I'm like, well, if I go off the end, in my head, that was never, it was a possibility, but I think I brainwashed myself to believe that it wasn't going to happen. I have a lighting crane and I have the studio wall and that's it. Yeah. So, so I'm like, if I come off, I'm dead. So it doesn't really matter either way. Like, I'm not going to really think about it after I'll be dead. Yeah. So I'm there in this, I'm at the top. And obviously they've built this ramp in like two days. So they haven't measured anything. So and I'm at the top. Precise. Oh my God. And they can't test it without me in it because I have to physically drive it forward. So I'm going forward and it's, I'm at the edge of this ramp at the top. And I can't see down because not only have they built it. Because you have to accelerate it. Yeah, but not only have they built it vertical, they've kind of built it like a curve. And it kind of goes back on itself. Over. Oh, my God. So I'm at the top of this <laughs> ramp. Just an S-curve. Yeah, but you know when you're in like a roller coaster or a theme park and you're at the roller coaster and you, uh, you're at the top. And you can't see. And you see nothing. Yeah. It was like that. But I was like, well, it's just me and a string and Vlad. Like, this is it. And so I'm looking down, can't see anything, but it's bottomed out. I didn't know it bottomed out, but they've built the ramp. So the bottom of the tuk-tuk has hit the, yeah. hit the ramp and I'm just rocking at the top. Like, I'm just going to drop. I'm just going to drop. And I'm trying to wait till the wheel hits to the thing so I can go forward. No. And I'm just balanced there. Like, I'm going to have to bum shuffle this thing forward. So I'm there humping this moped. They've made a, a tuk-tuk out of so a moped scary. in a crate. So scary. And I'm there literally like humping this thing forward. <laughs> And suddenly I just, I just drop and I'm like, oh, this is fast. This is fuck. This is fast. And yeah, Vlad let go of my wire. Because he, did he have it just with his hand? Just with his hand. So no gloves. gloves or anything. Oh yeah, gloves. That's it. Okay. okay. But then when this thing picks up speed, obviously oh, it's really heavy. And it's heavy. so heavy. Yeah. So I'm This is just flying. general. And the, I've got a video of me coming off the end and you see the whole tuk-tuk. No. It nosedives. The back of the tuk-tuk goes over the front goes down the ramp i hit the ramp again and i fly off the end and you just see me fly out of shot i on the camera screen i fly out of the frame <laughs> and you see me just nose diving off the end no and so from luckily Did you stay in it luckily from my horse riding days when a horse clips a fence you lean back and like you try and get the weight back so the horse can have more of a chance to land on its feet so you don't uh, get into a uh, so nose dive like, collision, yeah. basically. so i was like well my initial reaction this is all happening so fast but it was to lean back and it kind of and was nose diving off the end but it was getting so much height from the end of this ramp and then there was a studio wall i literally was like right lean back leant back and like managed to level it out it kind of 
clapped down on the floor and the whole thing just fell around. It was like a comical show. The whole thing fell apart around me and I'm there literally with the handlebars and nothing else around me. Like everything else is broken <laughs> and I'm there on the floor. Like everything's in a lot of pain because I've just hit the floor hard. Yeah. But I'm just stood there with this handlebars of like some old moped and the whole thing is just destroyed. And Vlad's just and in Vlad, the background Vlad smoking a cigarette. For his life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that was... That was number one big okay. mistake. Okay, wait. Did they use this footage? Yes, because the idea was <laughs> the idea was that I'm flying through the poster, so that they really wanted the like me going off the end was a dream, but they never thought they could get the rigging to work. So uh, the fact that I actually did this, all they had to do was drop just, the poster. Just in. let go of the rigging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just let that go and let her do it for real. So that was number one thing that went massively wrong this is in the morning of day two <laughs> so i'm like okay this is where and the there's 11 things there's 11 things i'm like okay fine um the next one they were selling was i don't even know where this was from because i can't quite place it at least tuk tuk is related to thailand surfing related to hawaii the next one i couldn't i still can't remember the destination i was in an office chair at the top of the same ramp being catapulted through a poster I can't place a country on that. I was literally in an office chair. In office? Oh, so in America. A, probably. <laughs> you get to come to America and sit down. You yeah. went a trip to Detroit. But, you know. but I don't know why yeah. I was in an office chair. And then I was, I was on some... Flagstaff, Arizona. They couldn't sort the rigging out to actually catapult me, thank God. So they had me on like a zip wire on an office chair that I had to hold onto my bum. And then I go through it like four miles an hour. I go through this really thick poster and don't even break it. <laughs> So like, I'm on this, I'm like, what is my life? I don't even know how to explain this to anyone right now. I'm sat on an office chair on a zip line and I'm going so slowly because they've got it at like such a Now they're angle. worried because of a uh, steroid. Just, then you just smack the front of it and, and not go through it. And they haven't measured the frame. So I'm like, I hit the bar of the frame at the top oh and I don't God. even break the actual Are you poster. still in the pantsuit at this point? <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same pants. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give you guys. A Do show. they give you different color pantsuits? No. Or you're just this poor woman getting thrashed around the in a pantsuit. Pants I mean, I think that if McDonald's could have re-released these around the time of uh, the election in 2016, <laughs> yeah, really. the results could have been swayed. You know. So I'm gonna give you guys a visual on this. Oh, here so she is. So the pantsuit comes in. That's relevant in a minute with the glitter glue. Disco. Disco. No, pants. No. You described it as a moped helmet. This is more of an astronaut helmet. <laughs> It's amazing. So, yeah, that's what's happened. And so, I'm like, okay, that was stunt number two. That was that was all right. Oh, there's number line. three with with you, with the zip line. So I'm like, this is ex- I've expired all possibilities of this ramp. I mean, I've I've surfed down it, I've tucked tucked down it, and now I've zip lined over it in an office chair. Like this ramp's done. So that that's now out of the script. That's that's the end of the ramp. Then I'm coming on to the Mini Coopers selling a Mini Cooper. Have the Uh-oh. yeah, have the um. Countryman, the S, and the Clubman or something. Like the sport version. They're all different sizes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in the script, I'm like, how are we doing this? One of them, I was uh, standing on top of it while it's driving along on two wheels. Oh, good. The other one, I'm sat The front wheels or the back wheels? No, no. Oh, the side. It's on the side. Oh, no. Like the MIA music video. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm stood on top of it while it's going along. But bear in mind, actually, I forgot to mention this. During all of these stunts, I am delivering dialogue. Oh. So even when I'm in this tuk-tuk... No, you're not. Yes. And you nailed it? This is why I have to go and do... You're wearing that one. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only time we did it. But I have to go back and I had to do all the voiceover in London because obviously... 
my yeah. dialogue wasn't that strong. They just had to see that my mouth was moving. Well, you're saying, I'm about to die. Instead, Fuck! you're like, eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, go to Monopoly and McDonald's now. We're <laughs> it was amazing. So, yeah, they've got me delivering dialogue, standing on this car while it's going along on two wheels. That also goes massively wrong. Because they're so paranoid about wire work and everything now, they've decided that they're going to harness me to the car oh, while no. it's going along. So they've got me standing, you know, like the bar in between the front and the back windows? Yeah. Like yeah, there's yeah. like a, where the door stops. They've got me standing on that because obviously you can't have me standing on the windows. And yeah, they've just got like the, the, basically yeah. the frame of the car. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they've got this car up on like an A-frame with all these like breeze blocks to keep it up. And they've got this like big framework to keep it up. And there's a stunt driver inside driving really slowly. And I'm just delivering my lines going along. But so in, in my mind, I'm like, well, if I fall, I just want to jump off because it's not that high. Like it's only it's the height of the Cooper, car. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm just going to jump off and clear it because we're not going fast. They're like, no, no, no. You're having a waist harness on and we're going to put a wire up your leg, only up one leg, to the waist harness. I was like, well, that's only going to keep one leg on the car. If I fall, I'm just going to like... You're going to get dragged. I'm going to get dragged and you're going to keep my feet where they are, but then my head's going to hit... Yeah, so you're going to be upside down. (laughs) So obviously that happens. And obviously I go off the back and like... because. They've got me, but not only that, you know the headrests of a car? Yeah. When you pull them up, they come up quite easily. They've got this wire wrapped around the headrests of the car no, inside. No. And Seems they've like got someone in the back holding mount. it. This is danger, danger yeah. all around. So I'm there, like, I've got my feet so on the, the car. So the window's down. The window is down enough to keep the wire through Just it. a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so I'm there, like, trying to move my feet. And as I've, because I was trying to get, like, the tension right. So I thought, I want a little bit of tension so I can feel it so it's not a surprise. Kept the tension on it. And as I tried to move, because it was so wobbly, I moved my foot slightly. And the tension has stayed on. So I kind of leant on it for a bit. And then the headrest pops out. And then the other, the guy that's holding it in the car round the headrest, then like pulls it, pulls my foot to the window and I just got my head then hits the side of the car. So oh, that yeah. was, that was great. That was standing on the car. Then the next one was me sitting on the roof of a car while it's doing donuts. Oh no. That actually was fine. That was, that was okay. Because I, I was in like a, almost like a go-kart seat. They had me strapped in. And so it was just getting kind of like car sick. They were yeah. literally spinning me around. And I had that, they wanted my dialogue to be perfect. So that was actually really hard. Yeah, I was just thinking that they like bas- basically put you in like a car seat and maybe kind of no, luckily, <laughs> tied you down a little bit. No, they, they had that, that rigging was solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they had that pretty solid. I thought I was, I thought I was just going to be directly onto the car. So originally I was like, after everything has happened, this is going to suck. You're just going to get thrown. Yeah. Yeah. But no, luckily that didn't happen. Um, and then, what was the one after that? Oh, this was my favorite one I really wanted to do for real, which in the script was awesome. It was me so going head to head with a Mini Cooper. <clears throat> I was going to skateboard towards the car. Of course you were. Run onto the, the hood of the car, run over the top of the car, and then land back onto the skateboard. So the skateboard goes oh, under yeah, the yeah, car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, like this th- is awesome. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 we have to do this on wires now. Everything now, because of the tuk-tuk, everything has to be done on wires. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, How fast is the car going? It was going quite slow, like just fast walking Ten. kind of speed. Yeah. Okay, like five so like as fast as I'd be skating. They wanted yeah. it to look quite even. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, even if I don't land on the skateboard after, like everything else to be fine. No, no, we have to have you on a wire. I was like, well, that limits me to only one spot that I can take off. Because if the wire's on the roof and I take off too early, it's going to pull me forward or it's going to pull me back. Yeah. So they have me on this wire and the guy that's, he's 
got me in this pulley system and Drive. I'm going up. But they've picked the biggest car to do this, the Clubman, which has got a huge hood yeah. and a huge grill. They're taller, yeah. The, like the, the S and the Club, or the other one are really small. At the the mini SUV, basically. Yeah. yeah, but this one has got a huge, like, massive grill at the front. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they did it for the height of the car, I don't know. For, yeah. like, for the skateboard to go underneath it. But I was going along, skateboarding into it, and we did loads of rehearsals um, with the car and no skateboard. Then we did rehearsals and me, like, landing just onto the board. And everything was going fine until you incorporate all the riggers and the driver. And we go to do a take. So I'm skating into the car, and, like, all of a sudden, my wires, he's pulled the wire really hard, so I've stopped and then as I'm trying to jump onto the car, my foot, because I've got a harness on, I now can't, can't and I, they've made me put knee pads on as well. Out of you can't even move. I can't bend my knee past 90 degrees. I can't lift my leg because my harness is stopping me. So my foot gets stuck. Literally my toe gets stuck in the grill of the car. He then sees this. So instead of pulling me up, he kind of like, let's go to give me You're room. joking. So he lets go of the wire again. I then have my foot stuck and I'm now led, no joke, my foot stuck in the grill of the car. I'm led back on my skateboard that hasn't even gone under the car. And I'm now being driven along with my foot <laughs> in the grill of this yeah. car and my back on a skateboard being like mowed down. <laughs> and oh, just... So that well, was. I, Have you done something bad to this Vlad character <laughs> at this point? Yeah, where like he wants it to kill you? Worse. It gets even worse than oh, this. No. Okay. So, like, this is the car stuff done. I've done the ramp, I've done the cars. The next one, I'm selling Beats headphones. Like the in ear and how, the on ear. Okay, so how dangerous can this one be? <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. no. They've got fire involved in of this course. one. Of course. Yeah, Naturally. here she goes. So they've got me. Um, in a pantsuit. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I have to give you a visual on this because it's. I can't quite describe it enough. You know the yoga pose where you're, you're led on your back and you bridge up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like a crab or a bridge. They've got me doing that on four rollerblades. So like my feet so are your hands. and my hands are on rollerblades and I'm going through a slalom of fire, delivering my lines out the side of my head, like looking at the camera, delivering my lines whilst going through the slalom of fire. I'm going to have to give Torture. you... Torture. Yeah, but then because they've got these Bunsen burner pipes with the fire coming out for this slalom. Or is this like a downhill? It's kind of, I'll show you. Yeah, it has to be on an, on like a decline because how are you supposed they, to get momentum? You're supposed me. to actually rollerblade with your hands and they're your- They're towing me along. Oh, they're towing yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they're, they're towing it. me along here. Uh, but you know the glitter glue that I keep helmet, mentioning? Helmet, no less. <laughs> yeah, helmet. <laughs> so it's really hard to see the camera through the side of my helmet. But you know the glitter glue I've mentioned for my pants? It yeah. happens to be highly flammable. Oh, good. Okay. I am. Um, you can see the height difference in that picture there. The height difference between my waist and the the Bunsen. Looks like a matter of millimeters. Millimeters, right? And they're balancing. They're not actually. So these uh, the truss stands that are holding it. It doesn't even look like balanced. you have space to get underneath. These. It's literally like the scaffolding rig, then a Bunsen pipe, and then a scaffolding. Rig. Nothing is actually conk like hooked down to the floor. So if I hit it, it's just gonna move. It fall over and yeah, and, and, and like set you on fire and ignite yeah. your glitter. TNT. Yeah, and if you see that big thing that's sticking up, that's, that's what I was saying. That's you know, a belt buckle. Like enough space. No, there's not enough space, and it's a belt buckle as well, which is big. But this this spray is like highly flammable, and I'm telling these guys this, and I'm like, look, after everything that's happened, I feel like I should have a say in my safety right now. Like, I feel like me going millimeters under a burning pipe in glitter glue isn't the best idea. And they're like, no, 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 don't be stupid. Flames go up. 
I'm like, flames what? only go up. <laughs> if they fall down. But if I make the bar roll, flames are going to go down. <laughs> like, yeah. this, these flames are, like, going out of this slit in this pipe. I'm going to... So um, Vlad's I'm, over there just with a smile on his face, like, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's see. He's just, this guy is just a torture. So just to explain to people, so because we've seen the photo. Yeah. So it's basically, like, little bridges is, yeah. what, is what she's saying that she's going under. And Kinda she's like a, doing the, a back Like bend. a flaming limbo while yeah, she's exactly, rolling exactly. on some roller skates through in a back bend. Back bend, <laughs> roller skates on hands, roller skates on feet back bend underneath barely any space to get underneath it with a belt buckle that's popping out essentially covered in gasoline (laughs) while she's going under these bunsen burners but the best thing is my rigger that's been killing me the whole week for fire safety he stood having a cigarette in the studio oh good with a dry tea towel and an out-of-date fire extinguisher and i'm like (laughs) oh at least vlad's on the case if i if i set on fire at least he's got a dry tea towel and like some the wrong fire extinguisher to put me out with. Yeah, he's got and a cig he can light up. <laughs> yeah, he's just stood there smoking and on his phone. Yeah. So like, yeah, safety-wise, that wasn't great. So that was number one fire. Number two fire was me doing the splits on rollerblades over fire. So they have me no. on this like scaffolding rig, like probably 12 feet high, and they've got flames underneath me, and they've got this like, I don't know, how, however wide I am in box splits, like side splits, but then they haven't equated... They're like, can you do side splits? I said, yes. And I said, what I can't do is side splits, but keep my feet straight. Because if you don't... Like, yeah. Your yeah, feet you don't, don't work control. like that. So yeah. do they have you on wire for this? They have me on a wire on my back. Yeah. But it's only a wire on my back. But if, I, if my legs drop, my legs are in the fire. Like that's... Yeah, that's they fall just off the happen. track and down to the flames. Yeah, because of the height wise. <laughs> yeah. It's only going to stop my entire body <clears throat> falling down. But my legs are still kind of down so I was, yeah, it sort was, of jean-claude van damme-esque absolutely the two the two truck yeah. scenario yeah. yeah um so they have me is doing the splits over this thing and i'm I, they've made these kind of rails for these rollerblades to kind of slide down but i've had to make them already change the rigging so they're on the they're side banked out. so yeah. bigger yeah. bigger wheels well, on the outsides or no just i don't even know how you when you're in splits, your feet aren't touching the floor because your ankles They're don't break that way. Your yeah. feet are out yeah. to the sides. But they've done it so the skates are still on the floor. So I'm like, I can't do that. My legs don't... I'm not a spider. My feet don't do that. <laughs> your ankle. So I was like, please just change it because they want me to be as low as possible in splits doing yeah. it. Vlad's just sucking down a cigarette. Like, no, no, it's fine. You're going to be beautiful. We just break your ankles. It's yeah, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you can't move ankle that way. What, yeah, do you mean? what do you mean? Let me put all my, all women on can. You. Yeah, yeah. Our women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, so what did they end up bringing you with there? So did it work? It's kind of, this was like the dummy version of what's, I was just to give you an idea. Oh. I don't think the video will play, but <laughs> that's a literal dummy version. She's, did, did you get to wear this glitter costume? That's, or that's no, just, that was just a dummy that I was I wish you got to wear this. But they, so they we're looking at it with. on a phone just to paint a little mental picture. It's sort of a, an American gladiators-esque <laughs> looking studio that this is shot in with lots of like, lots of lights and lots flames. Lots of smoke. If you know, like a lot of like the... This looks really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some, and there's some great stuff. you can't do that. Okay. Yeah. And that's not a splits that they want you to do. They want you to go way further They wanted me to go like mannequin. as far down as possible. Yeah. That's like an 80% splits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's... That, when you add up all these stuff, and this is in the case of like three days, and I'm just destroyed by this point like i genuinely thought going down in that tuk tuk i already thought i was dead like yeah. that was the point i was like <laughs> i already joked about this being the end of my life if i came off the end like this is a studio wall and i'm done this is it <clears throat> and then on top of that to then be run over 
to then falling off a car, to then like all of these, like being, nearly being set on fire, like all of these things. I'm just like, I'm doing all this for McDonald's. I know. At the end of I the know. day, I'm like it's not even for a good movie. I'm like, I'm actually risking my life for fucking McDonald's. <laughs> That's and I'm the, the worst part. <laughs> Yeah. It's and no coincidence just... they chose to do this in Romania. No. <laughs> yeah, which is not a lot of rules. OSHA standards are a little looser over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. America, they definitely wouldn't really. I feel like they'd have enough money to where they could just, uh, I don't know, make sure these things could work. Well, there's a visual on the ramp. Oh, wow. Man, oh, wow. we got to be able to show people this sort of stuff. No. Yeah. That does not look stable. I don't know how you were able to do the tuk-tuk down it. But there she goes. Off the ramp. Wow, that really is like a mega ramp, but steeper. And it goes from near vert all the way down to about zero feet of flat bottom straight (laughs) into the ramp. Yeah. And then Oh, the best thing about the bottom of that, the surfboard. So not only did the tuk-tuk bottom at the top, the surfboard... The, the curve at the bottom of the ramp for the surfboard wasn't long enough for the yeah. surfboard. So I get to the bottom and then it just kind of just gets, stu- it just stuck. sticks in the end. Yeah. So nothing was measured out. And at that point, before it even started doing the stunts, I was like, nothing, no- nothing has been thought through here. Like nothing. <laughs> well, uh, you know, McDonald's, you know, like it, it was just a lesson to just go with what you want to go with. And, yeah. And uh, unfortunately... Your, your face ended up being on it too. That's, so that's, you're like, I didn't sign up for this. So you came out on the other side unscathed and alive. What have, you, what have you learned from this entire experience being such a wild day, such a wild time? I mean, I haven't been back to Romania since. I don't think I probably, <laughs> probably I don't think I will. Either. I don't think you're welcome there. <laughs> no, and like, when well, I'm let's like... not single out Romania. I think, <laughs> I think Vlad is the true villain here, if not the, the villain. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, so when I was saying earlier, oh, I'm moving more into writing and producing. I mean, that's yeah. no coincidence. So yeah, I'm just yeah. like, oh, I feel like I should have a backup in case I end up being completely disabled. What sort of stuff? What sort of stuff are you writing and producing? Um, I'm going more into like documentaries. I'm writing commercials as well now, but I really want to push, especially animal-wise, animal, human, and environmental are like my main focus. Yeah. Which doesn't require that much writing because they're usually based on true stories. So when I say writing, I'm like just taking putting yeah. together yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm just like dragging and dropping yeah. Yeah. copy and pasting yeah. <laughs> no but i do love to write i love to write i love to paint and i like to be more creative in that sense because i mean stunt training wise because when i knew stunts was a thing i did really try and train for stunts and when i then started doing the stunts i realized more and more how much of those skills weren't so relevant anymore like i've yeah. been training in martial arts i've been training all these things and then i get to the job and i'm either getting slapped yeah or I'm falling off a chair, or like, when am I ever gonna ever, ever have done any of that stuff for McDonald's before? Yeah. Like I get the brief through and they literally in the, in the script, in the uh, breakdown, they were like, must be able to surf and roller skate and drive. And I was like, well, like I, can... I got this covered. This isn't no Yeah, brainer. I was like, this is gonna be Easy an money. awesome job. Like, yeah. this is a dream come true. You're like, I'll just a pirouette a couple times on the skate. Yeah, and, surf. and I was like, and they were like, you have to be really competent on the skates. At no point did I ever actually rollerblade. You, well, what you were doing that's, with I that, that photo is insane. For clarification, you could be an Olympic technically these were roller skates oh, that's that true. I'm looking mm-hmm. at here. Yeah, yeah blades would have been even the four wheels. But you could be an Olympian skater and still not be able to do that stuff. Like they it, never said, needs to be able to do splits uh, over fire yeah. with ankles broken. Yeah. Oh, and oh, you're oh, you're a pro surfer. Oh, cool. We're just gonna just gonna pop some snowball bindings on those and put you in high heels down a vert ramp. I hope you can surf though. 
sorry, what? <laughs> like, where's, where's the waves, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is no Kelly Slater wave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're no water involved. Yeah. Just no water involved. No, no, nothing. Just so they just assume that you'd be able to do the splits and all this too. Uh huh. <laughs> it's just like yeah. you already built the set. You better figure out the splits. <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. I can't believe it. That's amazing that you were even able to like get through all these things to where you accomplish the job yeah well the funny thing is I never really call home I never call parents when I'm doing stuff because I just feel like they don't want to know every time I get punched at work they don't want to know these things but after the tuck tuck thing I was like I think I need to call my mom like all the times I was like I'm just gonna call her and be like, "So this just happened." Just she want you laughed. guys to know I love you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Yes, I, I don't talk to you." By again. the way, Lupa, Lupa's <laughs> on this new this new kibble now. If you could just keep feeding her that, and uh, it's like this a, is a your will. <laughs> really, it's just kind of letting her go. Yeah. <laughs> so this so is a new funny. place to be walking, Lupa. If you could just walk her there every day for the rest of her life, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna die tell now. her. I, tell her I love her. Yeah. Like your parents are like, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of their fault. I got into this thing, right? Yeah. It is. It's directly their <laughs> it's fault. It's directly yeah. their yeah. fault. Yeah. yeah. Like you're almost so like, getting well, burned alive. Yeah. Like most parents, if you tell them that that you want to get into stunts, they're like, oh, I think you should do something that's a bit safer. My mom's like, so do you want me to help you? Do you want me to like run you over or push you down the stairs? Yeah. Do you want me like, to just kick mom, you in the face? No. No. <laughs> I want you to be really supportive and nice and parental, like parental about this. Don't yeah. push me down the stairs. <laughs> ah. Yeah, there's there's so much of that sort of stuff on TV. Just chicks falling down stairs and man, the yeah. stunt stuff. You're, you're well, champ so- for doing it. It sounds like you've been quite fortunate to endure quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. In the uh, death defying. <laughs> so that was nine. I say nine lives. That was actually shoot. eleven lives. Eleven. Yeah. All of my eleven cat lives <laughs> yeah. in one day. Yeah, you got days. some extra ones. Yeah. And and plus that was all done. We were starting filming at like six in the morning because we were in the studios are the worst because you're not relying on daylight. At yeah. least summer like winter time. So a day shoot in the winter or a night shoot in the summer favorite because you you're limited to like a certain amount of hours. Studio that's a twenty four hour thing. So I was literally finishing at like two in the morning from this stuff, going back, showering um, all my wounds off <laughs> and coming back like three hours later, back into hair and makeup. And then I have dialogue. It's just, it was a lot. Oh, it, it was a I lot I can't believe do. it. Yeah. I can't well, believe it. That was, so that you're was not, a great you're story. On, all these you're great on stories. life number 11. Life number <laughs> so 11. So technically you're on borrowed time. I am. I so we wish you the absolute time. best of luck. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming in and talking to us. Thank you for That's having awesome. me. Honestly, I, I, yeah, I'm, I feel like you're going to need to come back and tell another story at some point. Oh, also. yeah. And we're going to need to hear more about parents' circus and sh- uh, shit shoveling. <laughs> well. Shit shoveling. Yeah. Just a little more about that, dude. Just <laughs> yeah, kind of detail. I'm glad I put the shit shoveling in this because my mom, my mom always denies that it's a circus. That's parents. Yeah, she's That's like, parents. no, I was a dancer. Like, wasn't a, I don't want people to think I was like some gypsy traveling Joe circus. I was like, no, no, no. Like, they know it's a professional circus. She's like, but you never talk about the days you were shoveling shit. I think I got like covered yeah. on this one. Oh, yeah. We, we definitely went Definitely. We hammered that shit in. We hammered that shit. <laughs> yeah, covered in shit. Yeah. My life came literally from the bottom to another bottom. Like, <laughs> I've gone from shoveling shit to killing myself from Romania I don't know what and, I don't know and what's sleeping on your own luggage as a bed oh yeah I'm currently so yeah just to give you guys an insight into my really glamorous life as a stunt woman actress and model I'm sleeping on my suitcase in a garage in Venice in California right now out of kind of out of choice but out Sounds of principle slightly luxurious oh you did yeah. you see the photo 
Oh, you haven't seen a photo of it? It's literally no, a she looks, it's a, She's a homeless person. Right <laughs> it's, there's like rats and it's like slightly sort of like hobo chic. It's like move <laughs> move the bikes over in the garage a little bit and like dust off the cobwebs and she like put her luggage there, but then that's now her bed. So she's sleeping on her luggage. As I a, mean, we're talking Venice Beach though. You're gonna, I mean, this is, oh exactly, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. expensive I mean, place it, to live. <laughs> I've made bed, I've made like a crib around my suitcases out of skateboard so if i roll over in the night and i feel grip tape i know i'm at the end of my bed yeah. which is quite small it's like it's a very small suitcase as well humble she's so humble roll <laughs> skateboard just roll right out of the garage <laughs> wake up a couple blocks down the street <laughs> this is the thing i don't even know why i'm doing it because i've not actually surfed in venice once since i've been back in venice i've actually driven up to malibu yeah so like the idea of me oh i want to be by the beach i'm not going to pay for a hotel because i want to be on the beach i'm like well I'm then just driving to another beach anyway. Yeah. So why not stay at that beach? Yeah. I'd rather be at Malibu than Venice. Well, you're going to have to come back. Uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah and we've, we've merely scratched the surface. Yeah. <laughs> Jamita Samara. Yeah. I think yeah, the story I'd prepared for this was a whole... That was a whole... Well, we're going to... No, we'll, yeah. we'll have you come in and tell the other story because we want to hear more. Oh, yeah. um, we have another uh, guest coming in today too, but you, you're going to... We're going to hold you to it. That you're coming was... back. Tell us another story. I was trying to figure out how to live that one. It involves me bribing shark fin, like shark fishermen with egg mayonnaise sandwiches. I had to bribe my way onto the boat to film them finning sharks and then finding a French-Russian foot juggler that had fallen <laughs> off a cliff and then having to bribe these fishermen then to go back to shore with her to get to... It was a very strange long day. Okay, we're going to... Seems we're gonna, very straightforward. Yeah. yeah. And that's the tease for the next that's episode. That's the trailer. Right there. Yeah, the yeah, trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should animate that. That's an episode we have to animate because it <laughs> sounds so crazy. Good. Did you say foot juggler? She was a French Hey, Russian let's save that for juggler. the next episode. See? French-Russian foot juggler. Yeah. And okay. she had fallen off a cliff and I was on a boat with a bunch of shark fishermen trying to film them finning sharks. Which I'm heavily against. I'm not going to drop that. Oh, yeah. That's why well, I was filming it. Well, yeah, you did. You're like, oh, this is sick. Yeah, yeah. wicked, man. Yeah, chop that fin off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it seems like they like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to hear that story next time. Oh, yeah. For sure. Thank you for coming in. That was yes, awesome. Thank you so much, Jamila. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. We hope you had fun uh, with, with me just like, wait, so tell me. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. I wish I was visual with this. What with that? Did she put some visual with this somehow? My yeah, we can uh, we yeah, can run we, a blog post we'll figure on it out. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll I've figure got all it the out. Connect scenes. some of the dots. The oh, helmet yeah. is a must see in the it's flaming the Hillary, splits. It's the Hillary Clinton pantsuit. I feel are like gonna draw people in. Mixing that with the glitter and fire, and I think people just want to see Hillary Clinton doing this stuff. Yeah, it will. Maybe we can. <laughs> I think if enough people listen to the podcast, you know, because there's gonna <laughs> be what ten to twenty mil. Hillary, if you're listening. out there. <laughs> if, if you're listening. Yeah. Hilary, if you're hello, listening hello, yeah, hello, to this dance hello. podcast. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for coming on. That was Thank an you. awesome story. Thank you, Jamina. Thank you. That's it for episode 10 of the Stance Podcast. And this is actually the last episode of season one. But we will be back in a couple weeks with many more special guests telling the story of the craziest day of their lives. So make sure you're subscribed so you know when we're back with 10 more episodes. And if you'd like to keep up with Miss Jamita Samara and her interesting life, you can follow her on Instagram at Jamita Samara. And if you've been liking the show that we've been putting out every week, make sure you subscribe and do us a favor and rate us and leave us a comment because we're reading your feedback. Thanks for listening to the first season of the Stance Podcast, and we'll be back soon.